Hi everyone and welcome back to Mind Balance UK. I'm your host and founder and I can't believe that Mind Balance has gone international with listeners across Europe, North America, Central and East Asia, the Middle East and Australia. The top four Mind Balance podcast listeners are from the United Kingdom, the US, Canada and Germany. I just like to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you for being part of the ever-growing Mind Balance mission and community. In today's episode, I will talk about overthinking. We can all relate to this and have been guilty of doing it at some point in our lives. I know that I have been. Overthinking is the process of dwelling on thoughts excessively and repeatedly. Now, overthinking is not always a bad thing. So yes, do hear me out. Overthinking can be both good and bad, despite of what people commonly assume. So, without further ado, let's cover the good aspects of overthinking together. Overthinking can significantly sharpen your problem-solving skills. Overthinking can lead to a detailed analysis of different perspectives and allows for weighing different options and potential outcomes. This comes in very handy for some type of work. What I mean is there are certain lines of work where this is very much appreciated. Let me draw you a picture. Say Sam is a software developer working on a complex project for his company. The project involves developing a new software application with multiple interconnected features and functionalities. As Sam progresses with the project, he finds himself constantly overthinking various aspects, including the design, architecture and potential challenges. In this scenario, overthinking proves to be beneficial for Sam in the following way. Sam's tendency to overthink prompts him to thoroughly analyze and identify potential problems or roadblocks in the developmental process. He spends extra time brainstorming solutions, conducting research and consulting with colleagues to address any technical challenges that may arise. Or picture this. You're considering a significant investment opportunity for your business. Rather than making a hasty decision based on initial surface level analysis, overthinking in the scenario will involve a lot of examinations of all kinds of risks, extensive market research and more. By overthinking the decision, you are more likely to uncover potential pitfalls, plan better strategy and ultimately maximize return. This is also very much applicable to your personal finances. So if you want to, let's say, get the mortgage, finance a car, go on holiday or even plan your retirement, you need that deeper level of evaluation skills and overthinking really, because in that way you consider all the risks you have strategic planning, and so you really minimize um, any downfalls. Other positive aspects of overthinking involve advanced preparation and planning, creativity and innovation, as well as self-reflection and growth. 
Overthinking can prompt self-reflection, allowing individuals to analyze their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, leading to greater self-awareness. Since we said we want to cover both aspects of overthinking, and, you know, as I always like to start with the positives first, it's now time to go over the negatives. And common knowledge is that overthinking does increase stress and anxiety. That's just a fact. Also, it could lead to decision paralysis, which essentially is another word for indecisiveness or hesitation to make a decision, which oftentimes leads to missed opportunities or stagnation. Life lesson, if something is too good to be true, it probably is. I think that we all get opportunities in our lives. A lot of them are missed and a lot of them we grab by its horns. Now, if you go down the rabbit hole of excessive, impulsive, toxic, non-stop overthinking, you will miss a lot of opportunities. And it's also about taking risks. Now, I'm not contradicting myself. Taking risks that after you evaluate it thoroughly enough, right? That's the key word, thoroughly enough. And you wait out all your options and possible outcomes. And the chances of you succeeding is higher or let's say even 50-50. Then it is worth taking on that risk. It is worth taking on that chance. Um, when a golden opportunity comes knocking at your door, don't send it away. Really think, don't overthink. Um, use your skill set of analyzing, evaluating, strategic planning, and so on and so forth. And really act for your own benefit. Sadly, chronic overthinking is associated with various mental health issues, including depression, anxiety disorder, and OCD, and significantly impact day-to-day -day life. In fact, excessive worrying and rumination are among the most common mental health disorders worldwide. According to the World Health Organization, an estimated 284 million people experience an anxiety disorder caused by overthinking. Now, this statistic is from 2017, and you can probably assume that with COVID-19 and a give-and-take two-year-long lockdown, things have worsened. The American Psychology Association reported that stress and anxiety levels have significantly over the past five years, with 78% of adults reporting that COVID was a significant source of worry. Intrusive thoughts are also part of the spectrum and are negative and unwanted thoughts that pop into the mind involuntarily that affect productivity, performance, and quality of life. In a previous episode called The Unfiltered Guide to Self-Love, I did speak about scheduling in 10 minutes of overthinking time a day to stop yourself from getting stuck in that toxic loop. Here are a couple of other strategies to help you overcome the negative overthinking habit. 
first things first, practice mindfulness. There's an entire episode about the art of mindfulness dedicated on this channel, where I speak about its deeper meaning, how to introduce it to your day-to-day life, how to set realistic goals, and what it really does in terms of benefits, because I am so happy that I have embarked on um, the journey of mindfulness myself. And it really has changed me. It really has changed the way I think about things, the way I um, perceive the world, my life. And it just has really, really um, just worked in my favor. Because mindfulness techniques such as deep breathing, meditation and body scans help you reduce anxiety, regulate your thoughts, your emotions by staying present. So I highly, highly urge you go and have a listen um, to that particular episode. I would also say to challenge your negative thoughts, really ask yourself how valid they are. And don't always assume the worst. Um, Give yourself and others that space. Don't jump to conclusions. And just learn to take it at a time. Take one step at a time. Don't put yourself under that mental torture. Engage in physical activity because exercising can help you reduce stress and anxiety. because it really, really naturally lifts up your mood. And when you occupy yourself with meaningful activities and hobbies that you enjoy because it fulfills you, it will help you distract um, and just stop the negativity and reduce the tendency to overthink. I used to be a gym freak years and years ago, but I'm so happy that I just kind of like I'm no longer interested in going to the gym I love exercising but I don't think I honestly even when I went to the gym I never really enjoyed it because it wasn't something that really fulfilled me it was just just going and weightlifting and do some cardio and dealing with annoying people and just going home so Something that I love to do, which really is good for my body, it's good for my mind, it gives me energy, it makes me feel so much better about myself. And I um, get to meet amazing people is going to classes. I go to Zumba once a week and I love it. I love the people there. I love my instructor. I just love the energy and the vibe this whole place has. And uh, sometimes I also go to Pilates. I love Pilates. So... I understand when people say, I don't want to go to the gym or I don't like the gym. Trust me, I'm the same. It's not my cup of tea, but there's so many alternatives. It doesn't even have to be like a sports sport. Go for a walk. Honestly, schedule it in, Um, especially on the weekends. Start your day, make yourself a nice cup of coffee or grab a coffee on the way and go for a walk. 
it is absolutely essential to mention that overthinking can oftentimes be a result of trauma. In some cases, individuals who have gone through traumatic events may develop a pattern of overthinking as a way of coping with the emotions, memories, and looking out for any triggers. Here's how overthinking can be a response to trauma. So it could translate into hypervigilance, which is um, scanning the environment for potential threats. Another thing that is important to be aware of is that um, trauma can be the result of toxic relationships oftentimes. Um, these relationships could be romantic relationships or just, you know, the first ever relationship you had, which is with your parents or primary caretakers. And if the love and support and the take care of has been inconsistent, it can um, result into avoidance or clinginess. Now, this has to do with attachment styles. If you are someone who is familiar with attachment theories, good for you, amazing. If not, um, let me just give you a very, very quick recap. The field of attachment theory explains that each of us behaves in relationships in one of three distinctive ways. Anxiously attached, people are often preoccupied with their relationships and tend to worry about their partner's ability to love them back. Avoidant attached people equate intimacy with a loss of independence and constantly try to minimize closeness. And securely attached people feel comfortable with intimacy and are usually warm and loving. Now, there is a fourth distinction, which is rather rare, but they do exist, which is a disorganized attachment style, or also known as a fearful attachment style, which is a mix of both anxious and avoidant. Now, I'm itching to know what happens in the brain exactly when we overthink. What's the science behind it? The answer is two things, neurobiology and cognitive psychology. When we start overthinking, our prefrontal cortex gets activated, which is responsible for decision-making and problem-solving. So chronic overthinking can lead to alteration in the brain, aka brain chemistry and neural pathways associated with stress and anxiety. Unfortunately for some, overthinking is a maladaptive coping strategy leading to negative emotional outcomes. So the bottom line is this, while overthinking can sometimes be beneficial in certain contexts, such as problem solving and planning, it can also have detrimental effects on mental well-being. Understanding the underlying mechanisms and learning to manage overthinking patterns can help individuals maintain a healthy balance of reflection and action. I do hope you found this episode enriching and informative. 
please do not hesitate to reach out to me if there is any subject of interest that you would like me to cover on this channel or if you have any suggestions whatsoever for improvement i would love to hear from you you can either contact me on info at mindbalanceuk.net or you could also dm me on instagram the official mind balance instagram is mind underscore balance underscore uk i would love to hear from you and please don't forget to subscribe to this channel this is Mind Balance UK, fostering a healthier and more balanced mind, one conversation at a time.